When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Crossing Codes on Track. Welcome back to Crossing Codes on Track. Jordan Canellis and Jason Bonington with you on this Friday morning. We've been talking sport and racing, but of course today is a big day in Australian sport. The first day of the last test of this Border Gavaskar series. Australia and India from the Gabba. Some people are up there, some people aren't. There's, I reckon there's a lot more people who aren't up at the Gabba after having been at the SCG uh, last week, but still all of Australia will be watching and there's plenty of storylines heading into today's match. And someone who will be covering it for Crick Info is Andrew McGlashan. He's with us here on SEN Track. Hello, Andrew. Welcome. Morning, guys. Uh, now, firstly, before we get stuck into all the different storylines, one of the main things is, uh, well, in a couple of uh, hours from now, I guess, one or two hours, we'll know what the teams are. There's been a lot of injuries from uh, from the last test into this one. Which, which players are... Uh, are out and, and what uh, changes do you expect to be made between Australia and India for the ones that haven't even been confirmed? Yeah, well, we know for certain that Will Pukowski, uh won't be playing this game. His shoulder hasn't come up after that uh, that dive in the field um, on the last day at the SCG. So Marcus Harris is back in the side, first time since the 2019 Ashes. So he'll uh, he'll partner David Warner at the top of the order. Uh, Warner has uh, come through that comeback test. I still don't think he's anywhere near full fitness, but they're going to drag him through one more test match that they have to win. So those two will open. Uh, apart from that, for Australia, it will be the same again. Um, they're backing their quick bowlers to have pulled up after the short turnaround. Um, and they'll go with the same lineup apart from the uh, Harris and the Pukowski. India, it's still a bit of a guessing game. Um, partly, as obviously you alluded to all the injuries, um, they're trying to give their players as much time as possible to recover um, after the strains of the SCG, uh, still uncertainty over whether Jasprit Bumrah will make it. That would be a huge blow for India if he couldn't play um, at the Gabba. Uh, we know that Bahari, uh, one of the heroes of the SCG, he's out because of that hamstring injury. Um, as to his revenge Jadeja, so India will have to um, either look for another spinner or change the balance of their side. Uh, so a lot of questions for them. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if Bumrah doesn't pull up, then we're going to have a second string India attack compared to what we would have expected at the beginning of the tour isn't to say they won't bowl well, but it's certainly not the attack that we expected um, at the start of the series. India's, I reckon Vahari's injury is almost the most problematic for India because they don't really have any more middle-order batsmen in their squad to bring in. They've got they've got a, a couple of spinners and all-rounders that they can bring in to, to replace someone like Jadeja, albeit very inexperienced players, but for India, so Vahari's out. Do, do you see maybe a, the change of, I'm just sort of spitballing here, that Rohit Sharma mm. maybe goes to the middle order and they bring in Agarwal or Prithvi Shaw to the back in, to back open up? Yeah, that's one way they could go. The other option is you just shoehorn in one of the other batsmen, either Agarwal or Shaw, into that middle order role and say as a one-off, look, it's just, 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 just do the job for the team. But yes, they could move either Rohit or Shudnan Gill actually uh, down into the middle order and play 
one of the other batsmen in their natural opening position. Um, you feel that one of them is going to have to play, uh, otherwise they're going to be very short um, on batting. The other option they could look at is to play Richard Pan to the specialist batsman um, mm. and uh, bring Saha in as the keeper. He obviously kept as Pant's sub in the second innings at Sydney, um, and they could do that. Uh, that's another route they could go. But yes, you're right. Um, there's certainly no direct uh, middle-order replacement with uh, KL Rahul having gone home injured uh, before the previous test match. So yeah, it's a bit down to the bare bones. It's a good job, in a way, teams are touring with a big squads at the moment due to all these COVID restrictions. There's a number of series around the world at the moment where um, resources for uh, touring teams have been stretched. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what um, combination they actually come up with at the toss. Will Pukowski, as you said before, he'll miss out. It's terribly bad luck for Will, who waited so long for a consistent run of, uh, of cricket with his, obviously, his concussions and then his mental health issues as well. And then as soon as it looks like he gets that that a consistent run. He, he debuts and then injures his shoulder. How severe is the injury to Will Pukowski? Yeah, we're still waiting for some clarity on that. There are suggestions that it might be a reasonably long period on the sidelines. Justin Langer spoke a couple of days ago and uh, said pretty much that he was going to go for a scan even before he had that fall in the field. He had some issue with it um, earlier in the game. So I think it sounds like there's some little ongoing issue there, whether the fall has made it more severe, uh, we don't really know yet. But it looks like there'll now be a period of time on the sideline. So, for example, looks very unlikely that he'll go back to the Big Bash um, after, after this um, series. Um, and then we don't quite know what Australia's test team has after this after this test match. There is meant to be a tour to South Africa next month. That's still up in the air. We don't have a schedule or any fixtures for that yet. Um, if that does go ahead, that might be a bit of a tight squeeze for, for Will to be fit for that one, uh, but but hopefully it's not too serious. Hopefully um, he, he isn't sidelined uh, for too long, because as you say, he looked right at home in that first innings at the SCG. You you go through all the things he went through, and then you make a half century. In your first knock, it's almost, apart from scoring 100, it, it's kind of the perfect start. So he looked very much at home, so hopefully he's not going to miss too much cricket. The incidents from the end of the last test in at Sydney uh, with on day five, the Steve Smith incident with him scratching around the, the batsman's guard, and then and then Tim Payne's comments into uh, into the stump mic about or directed at Ravi Ashwin. Do you reckon how overblown do you think all that was, or was the coverage appropriate? <laughs> um, I think it's fair to say the Steve Smith thing was overblown, and that, well, that's my view on it, um, and it seems to be the view of a few others as well. Um, perhaps shall we say a few pundits over in the UK at the start of an Ashes year have sort of enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the scenes. Um, I, I really think, yeah, I really think that one was massively overblown. The Tim Payne losing his cool, dropping the catches. Um, that was a very, that's interesting, that's a very interesting storyline and that was very noteworthy and I don't think that particularly was was uh, was sort of taken out of out of too much context. I mean, more so for the impact it had on the final day and Tim Payne in his second press conference when he spoke again on Tuesday to address um, his behaviour admitted that he that his keeping had been affected by his on-field demeanour and his tension and all the bad language uh, we heard in the stump. Like I thought that was interesting. It's been a challenging few days for Kim Payne, so that's going to be really interesting to see how he performs in this Test match. This is the, probably the biggest test he's had in terms of um, the whole bigger issue around what the Australian team stands for, how they carry themselves, everything since since the ball tampering in Saskia. This is probably the biggest test for Tim Payne for that, partly because he did lose his cool in Sydney. There was he's obviously had 
he's had bigger test matches. I think probably the Old Trafford test in the ashes that came after the, the loss at Headingley was purely the biggest cricketing challenge he's yeah. had and may ever have. And he came through that one. They, they won. They they retained the ashes in England. So, so that all works out fine. But this, just in terms of the scrutiny he's under, the fact it's against India, the fact there's now a series on the line, the fact that people do clearly want a chance to to say, oh, well, look, Australia haven't changed. They're still this team that gets angry when they're under pressure. They don't deal with being under pressure very well. This is at home. Australia don't lose a lot of cricket at home. This this is a really, really big week for Tim Payne. Um, and and so, so I think that has been the very interesting strand of the last few days. Steve Smith marking his guard. I'm afraid I don't have a lot to add to that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was it, it was caught on stump cam. Uh, people jumped on it, um, I think, very unfairly. Um, and hopefully we can all move on from that one. <laughs> Jason and I, earlier in the program, we were talking about the percentages of uh, of Australia's winning chances compared to India and the draw. I guess with Australia's record at the Gabba over the last couple of decades and, and India now with, with the injuries that they've got, uh, how confident should Australia be feeling uh, heading into today? And, and if you were to put a percentage on the three outcomes, how would you how would you divide it? Oh, I I mean, it might sound strange given that India won in Melbourne and took the took the brilliant momentum or whatever term you want to use from that final day at Sydney, but I would make Australia favourites going into this. Um, as you mentioned, the the record at the Gabba is formidable, not having lost there since 1988. They still have their frontline attack on the path, albeit they're probably a bit tired. Yes, there's a few question marks over the batting, but I, I just think they're going to get. I just think they're going to be able to bowl India out twice um, at the Gabba. So in terms of where I'd rank it, I'd say maybe put it, maybe put it kind of. Uh, 40 in the favour of Australia. You don't really get many draws at the Gabba unless it, unless we get a number of storms roll through or for some reason it's a really flat pitch. So I do think we're going to get a result. So I'd say I'd say at the moment before ball is bowled, I'd go 60-40 in favour of Australia. But we've seen in this series that things can change. Uh, so don't quote me on that in five days' time. I'll, I'll let you carry on in a moment <laughs> with uh, with Andrew there, uh, Geordie, because this is, this is an intriguing chat. But... Just to go back to my wheelhouse, the punting wheelhouse. Yeah, forty percent is two dollars fifty. They're paying seven dollars fifty. Okay, it's up to people gamble responsibly out there. Do whatever <laughs> you like, but forty percent equals two dollars fifty. I'm just telling you the facts. Seven fifty is what they're paying. Continue, please, and I'll, and I'll join in again later. All right, all right. Uh, today, <laughs> that's a good input. It's a good input. That's it, it puts things into perspective, I suppose. Nathan Lyon plays his one hundredth test. Um, today and over the next five days. It's a huge milestone. I feel like the Nathan Lyons story is an old-fashioned story in the modern day. He was he was taken from being a, a curator in Adelaide. He was playing around in, I think he was from Cherry, New South Wales, into the state team and then quickly into the baggy green as well. And now he plays his 100th yeah. game. What what? How would you summarise his input to Australian cricket in, in his 99 tests so far? Ah, huge. It's been a brilliant story hasn't it really I mean you, you've summed it up there kind of the extraordinary way it started and then of course he gets a wicket with his first ball in test cricket a player as good as Kumar Sangakara um, called it slip um, and it had a few ups and downs there there was a period in 2013 where for some reason the Australian selectors didn't think he was the best spinner they could pick and they tried one or two others but after he came back during that 2013 Ashes in England he hasn't missed a game since um, and he's just been such a consistent performer. Yes, there's talk sometimes that he perhaps hasn't quite won enough test matches in the fourth innings. There was obviously the example last week at the SCG where he couldn't bowl India out. But if you look at his record overall, the thing that stands out is the 
is, is how even the record is home and away. Um, and for an off-spin bowler, that is huge kudos because um, it, it, it's an art form that had sort of dwindled a little bit. We, we've had obviously wrist spinners. Australia's the land of the wrist spinner. They were obviously trying to fill the void left by Shane Warne um, and finger spinners had sort of faded um, over here. And then around the world, you had sort of the more unorthodox wrist spinners, the mystery spinners that we want to call them, the likes of Murali, who were more than just a normal um, off-spinner. Um, so he sort of, been a big part of reinventing this very traditional art of offspin and it's really what it is he doesn't uh, he doesn't really have a mystery ball yet there's a bit of mm. joking going around he has a delivery called jeff that he he's going to unveil at some <laughs> point i'm not quite sure what jeff's going to do if it ever makes an appearance but really there's only so many things an offspinner can do and what line does is he does stock things really well um yeah. and he and He's been, he's been. I know Australia have Cameron Green in their side now as the all-rounder, but Lyon has been so key to basically balancing the Australia side for all these years. He's basically been two bowlers in one. He's been a defensive bowler and he's been an attacking bowler, which means, by and large, they've got away with a four-man attack, especially at home. You've had your, your three-gun quick bowlers. You've had Nathan Lyon, who on the first day, if not turning, can just tie up an end. And then if it does turn a bit later he'll take your wickets and then you, you maybe have a top order batsman who can bowl a few overs mm-hmm. and that's how you balance your team. Now, that might change now with Cameron Green emerging but Lyon has almost been in a way Australia's all-rounder in terms of what he produces with the ball because it's allowed them to, to pick their six batsmen um, and play that way. We're extremely time poor. Very, very time poor, Andrew. But two quick questions. How old are you? Uh, I'm 38. And who's your favourite cricketer of all time? Uh, it's an Englishman. Michael Atherton is my sporting hero. <laughs> Michael Atherton. Thanks, for your, t- thanks yeah. for your time, Andrew. We'll talk to you again soon, mate. <laughs> no worries, guys. There you go. Andrew McGlashan with us here on Crossing Codes. We'll come back after choice. this. And we'll come back and we'll <laughs> wrap up the program. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.